It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I think I'm too jaded. I'm too far gone. But I love this thing so much. Now I'm struggling to see it in the nice light. I know. I'm just like, you're a fucking pedo. And you... And just, I can't find anyone hot who... I don't know. Now I just look at him. I'm like, you just are using your beautiful wife. And he's using his beautiful face and charisma to get lots yeah. of girlfriends. <laughs> I'm just showing Izzy some Dominic West propaganda so she understands why Lily James would boost him. I can see why Lily James would want to boost him yeah. because of his face. But he's just, he. it's funny, he's always been this extremely charming, likable person in movies. And that's why it was very disappointing to see... We're back on the Lily James, Dominic West, Rome, Rome, romance, bus fest. The gift that keeps on giving. I truly never expected it to go in this direction, to be like this captivating for so long. Me either. So basically (laughs) after we recorded our episode on this time last week, literally that, oh, when I left your house that hour, I messaged you and was like, oh my fucking God. And he had flown on the first flight out of Rome back to England to his castle that he shares with his wife, Catherine Fitzgerald. And then hours later, they dress up, call the press to come to their house and hold a press conference where they walk outside kissing. He still doesn't have his ring 
his ring on and she has her left and he's wearing the same outfit he was wearing during his bus fest yeah the exact same ensemble and she has her left hand in her pocket to hide her ring and they walk outside and start kissing in front of the press that they called to their house and then they put down a sheet of paper on a pile of twigs yeah they fashioned like a little stand with a pile of twigs to put this sheet of paper on that says and then our, walked away that says our marriage is strong and we're still very much together thank you which also grace is literally exactly what the source said to the daily mail that source that was um chatting away to the daily mail saying that Catherine was um really heartbroken and disappointed because they are very much still together or they were very much still together mm. and that was before the note came out so the source is so um, she was speaking real. to the daily mail i feel sorry for Catherine fitzgerald i really do i so we didn't know that much about her and then we discovered that she is irish royalty royalty has this insane lineage and that her and dominic west live in an actual castle but they did an architectural digest house tour of their castle. It's crazy to me that they did that because rich people, that kind of rich people don't tend to do that. Mm. Like they don't tend to let people in and look at it. But then I saw in the comments that people were saying, no, they live in this little cottage on the side and they let the public tour the castle for historical reasons. They don't actually live there. And you can hire it out for stuff. You can hire it out for events. But then Dominic West was going on about having wild parties in the living room and Mick Jagger being there and... So I don't know what to believe. He came across so smarmy and it's just so funny because I always think of him in such a nice way. And I was watching that and I was like, ew. He just came across like a smug, rich wanker. Wanker. So I didn't know basically anything about him until this all happened. And so my view on Dominic West is you're just a disgusting, sleazy guy who's married this rich lovely rich beautiful woman and you're just cheating on her because there's all these other rumors and people were even saying like like a source or something said that he in the past has cheated on her a bunch of times i think he even said in an interview i've had my wild ways in the past but now i don't anymore (laughs) um and then so i just think him is so foul and they walk into this they walk architectural digest into this um castle and then he's sitting on the couch looking really smug and then he makes a joke about there's a this portrait of yes we watched the whole 14 minute house tour just then Ah. there's a portrait of uh all of her ancestors and it's just it's so funny how wanky english rich people are just having all of i don't know it was just the funniest thing i was like who would want to live in a place like this anyway and their titles are so long and just outrageous it's such a weird thing it's just so unnecessary i've heard that it's a thing here that there's like um people who are such a wanky thing to say again who are assets rich but cash poor which basically just means people that inherit these insane castles but because like no one in their family has worked for generations, they don't actually have much money anymore. So they have these estates that are massive, but they're not actually rich, rich. That's funny. But they don't sell it because it's in the family name. There's The whole ecosystem of wealth in this country is so strange. Yeah. And watching that, I was like, you guys come across so badly. Just don't. Why would you invite people in to show them how much? Like that yes. place is just so Fucking huge and unnecessary. Anyway, but um, he they had portraits of all of her family dating back forever on the walls. And he walked up to one of them at about three minutes and eight seconds into the video. 
Um, and he says that that's his favorite one because the guy was known as the like knight of women and had all these mistresses and stuff. And he said that was his favorite one and then winked at the Architectural Digest videographer. Yeah, Catherine Fitzgerald met Dominic West at Trinity College of normal normal people people fame. This is Marianne and Connell if they, literally, because she's super rich. Yes, (gasps) and he's the little dirtbag. A little dirtbag. This is them if they stayed together. So they got together in school. This is season two. This is season two of Normal People. Broke up, both had children, got married and had children with other people and then got back together and now have four children together and have been together for 20 years since they got back together, I think. I think 10 years. Okay, so 20 oh, years. Married for 10 years. Married for 10. They've been together a really long time. Um, so I just feel bad for her because you think this was your great love story of the guy that got away in college and then you get back together and whatever. And he's just a little horn dog. He just gives off such fuckboy energy he once does, you know this about. And I'm reseeing it now yes. and I just don't like him because yeah. I thought he was a kind little man. No. And no, <laughs> and I, I just want Catherine to kick him the fuck out of Same. the castle. It's becoming a feminist issue, Catherine <laughs> It literally is. I'm like, no, <laughs> Catherine, don't put up with this fucking loser cheating on you with this like, 29-year-old, however the fuck old she is, co-star. Yeah. Like, You've got a castle, Catherine. You're going to be fine. You don't need him. You don't need him. You've got a very successful business as a landscaper. You're and and she, did she landscapes for the fucking queen. Yeah. She's a hottie. Like she's a babe. Get rid of him. Get rid. And he's obviously still fucking because now Lily James, who's the only one who has stayed silent in this whole fucking debacle, who's literally just like Jesus Christ in her bloody East London flat right now. I know. God um, bless her. She had to cancel. A t- so she's got a new f- film or show with Army Hammer coming out on Netflix today or yes. yesterday. And the only supposed... one that anyone wants to hear from is yeah. not allowed to speak. Yes. And the only people no one wants to hear from, which is like those two in their castle, will just not stop talking. Yeah. And it's funny, though, because no one expected them to do that, obviously. Cause it's who... such a 90s it's such stunt. A, it's such a wealthy yes. royalty thing. But now that they've done it, they've kind of bamboozled us all so much that we're all kind of just shutting up about it. Because we're just like, I don't even know which part to talk about. Yeah. It's just so crazy. So then Lily James was supposed to go on the Today Show today, and she was supposed to go on Graham Norton tonight, and she's cancelled both of those appearances, and she's supposed to go on Jimmy Fallon later this week. She obviously won't. But mm. but I think she should just do it. I think this shameless refusal to acknowledge what happened is like a really effective strategy. I think she should just go on, not discuss, look gorgeous, be charming, she Not probably reference. just would feel so fucking anxious. I know. But I, I just take a leaf out of Dominic West's utterly shameless book and just, <laughs> just pretend it never just happened. Pretend it never happened. It's working for him. I do like that Dominic West's shenanigans have taken a lot of the heat off Lily James because it's turned it into a Dominic West scandal, as, yeah, it, as it always should, should have been. Be. But also now there's new... Um, because he did this press conference thing, someone who flew on their British Airways flight to Rome uh, said that the minute that they got to the airport, they were all over each other. There's photos of them at the airport heading to Rome. They're all over each other. And then um, said that they took their masks off, off the plane and were passionately kissing. They looked like a couple heading for a dirty weekend. <laughs> who is this? I know. Un- unobjective I love, love, love British people. <laughs> And they were all over each other. They were French kissing and there was lots of nicking going on. What does nicking mean? Just I, uh, like head in the like, neck. Yeah. Yuck. 
<laughs> Izzy, your notes kick him out of the castle. Comma, Catherine, 10 exclamation marks. <laughs> Catherine. Fuck. Do it. So, yeah, I can't believe all of those updates. I feel sorry for Lily Downs. And also, it was crazy that literally three days before they were caught in Rome on that one lime scooter, which I will never get over. No. Ever get over them riding one lime scooter around Rome. Mm. Um, it's like me that night in LA. <laughs> Roman tat when I rode a lime scooter for an hour and then got charged 45. Oh, a ringtone. I don't know how to make it stop. <laughs> it's ringing through my computer. <laughs> Who is it? It's Julia. Shame, 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 shame. Tell us she can have a little guest slot. <laughs> shame on you. Yeah, it's like me when I rode the lime scooter through LA at one lime scooter with my friend through LA at three in the morning and got charged 45 US dollars because I left it out of its zone. Yeah, the only time I tried to ride a lime scooter was in Paris and me and Zach tried to double up and it's it's hard. I freaked out. I was like, stop it, just let me off. <laughs> <laughs> Lily James and Dominic West were doing well. They were in the middle of That's the tourist I mean. street. Co- okay, Rome is a cobbled street city. Like mm, someone We in- were falling all over the show in Rome. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we didn't even have a lime scooter. Is he? Is he drunkenly threw my credit card like down a gutter on my birthday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when I was, you're like, sorry. I was like, I don't even know how you did that. I don't even know how you found a gutter. Vaping in the restaurant. Yeah. Izzy doesn't smoke, and then she just like. Kept... I smoke. I I would. Lo- I love a good ciggy when I'm drunk. Yeah. Izzy. So Izzy doesn't smoke normally, and then when she drinks, she turns into a nicotine monster, and she was like <laughs> stealing my jewel in the middle of this quiet family restaurant and just puffing on it in between courses <laughs> i feel like it's fine yeah europeans are very relaxed yeah okay i would also like to quickly circle back to our last week's episode where we talked about dating in quarantine and we talked about uh the girl who drove 11 and a half hours for a bus um which if anyone doesn't remember what that word means it means sex and our friend tilly made it up <laughs> Yeah. And we have stolen it for the podcast. TM. Um, But we had a listener write in and said, just finished the latest ep, adore as always, and I can in fact top the girl who drove, um, I don't know if she can top her, but it's it's on par almost. Mm -hmm. Top the girl who drove for the bus, but I'm horrifically embarrassed and ashamed. Oh, she said similar to this other situation that she's already DM'd us about, about um, bussing this like famous musician. I forgot about that. A famous... We have the best listeners. I know, <laughs> I know. Legends. Okay, I'm, I'm going to just be a little bit cautious. So just a paraphrase. Yeah, so a famous uh, sports player mm-hmm. ordered her an Uber from Auckland to Hamilton for a bus. She was day drinking with her flat, so agreed, took a bottle of rosé and arrived. So for anyone who's not from New Zealand, Auckland to Hamilton is kind of it's, – it's like a two-hour drive on a motorway going at 100 yeah, kilometers an hour. Newcastle. Yeah. City to the gong. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's far. It's like you're <laughs> – but, you know, it's just like – it's like Sydney to Melbourne. I was like, no, you see, it's like fucking four days. <laughs> it's, but, you know, when you say an, an hour and a half or two-hour drive and – you think it's not that far because because I could it take me an hour to get home from your house right now. Yeah, but, but you this mean is a hundred k yeah driving through country motorway thing. I was day drinking with my flat, so agreed. Took a bottle of rosé and arrived so drunk he was dead sober. And this is one of my favorite parts. And had made a green curry for our dinner. 
That's nice. It's so cute. But she's like, like arrives completely trashed. She combed it on his couch. So they didn't even have sex. And he paid. It would it cost $200 to Uber her one way. Yeah. yeah. And woke up there the next day. We had a great bang in the morning. And then he ordered me an Uber back home. The total cost of the Ubers was just under $500. <laughs> he literally gave me his credit card details and was like, I don't have Uber, but here, book. Book it. It was cooked, but hilarious. And then you sent us screenshots of the Uber, the Uber transactions. Receipt. Legend. So fucking good. Also, someone else um, said, read the latest app. Here's a template below that's been passed around our friendship group for years for anyone who wants to ghost someone. Awesome. It's good. It's very short, sharp, and straight to the point. I would mm-hmm. feel too rude, but it says, it was really nice to meet you. I had a great time, but I think we should leave it there. Have a nice weekend. Oh, wow. That is harsh. That's harsh. That's the exact She's thing saying that it's I harsh. don't want to say, yeah. which is why I go. Yes, because I want people to think I'm dead instead of mean. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, it's a compliment sandwich. Nice on either side of the truth. I was like, that's... That is not a compliment sandwich. I know. Unless you're delusional. like so mean. <laughs> not the girls who are writing it. I mean, the receiver. The re- uh, no receiver is going to be like, oh... <laughs> It was, it was a nice really message. nice to meet you. I had a great time, but I think we should leave it there. That's a great time. I never, ever want to see I you again. a great again. time, but if you ever text me again, I'm fucking filing a police report. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I feel like I should tell the story about the the, the horrible Bumble date that I had with Handmaid's that guy. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. guy. So I, this, think you ha- I think you have, but I want you to tell it again. Okay, so I went on a date with a guy... And when I got there, he was definitely like at least 25 years older than all of the pictures. (laughs) Um, And so we just had a single glass of wine and it was, it was fine. Then he told me that he went out with the lead actress from A Handmaid's Tale. Not, um. It was Yvonne. Yeah. Not Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Um, Which I need. The hot Australian one. Yeah. I need to hunt her down to ask her. Yes. We could get in touch. I'm sure we could get in touch with her. Yeah. We need to find her to ask her. Um, And then he i just got quite like unsettling vibes quite early because he was he was in his 40s probably mm. i was at your house beforehand eh? yeah, yeah. you're at my house before and he the whole thing was that that dating apps are this annoying thing where they're like less than 300 meters away so we realized we were neighbors <laughs> because no. like that don't put that in if it's that close don't put that in. that's dangerous um so we went to a pub down the road from each other so he insisted on walking me home and i was a bit uncomfortable because i didn't Really want to know him to know where I lived, but I couldn't think of an excuse. This is like the best thing about women. We're just like, maybe he won't kill me and it's just fine. It's, it's the, yeah, it's the worst thing. We're so nice. It's, it's like yeah. all the time you get an unsettling feeling and you're just like, I mean, what are the odds that he's going to fucking murder me? Yeah. Probably not. So I'll just go with And it. I can't order a cab because it's a three minute walk. Yeah. And he knows what road it is. Yeah. And instead so. of just being like, no. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be like, no. And yell or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we walked back and he like tried to kiss me and I was like, Ugh. and then, um, by the <laughs> how did you dodge it? Pardon? How did you dodge like, it? Like physically. I was just like, <laughs> 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 I jumped to the left. Oh my God. I was like, okay. Um, and then we, and he was just, um, I do feel, I do feel kind of bad cause he was, he was, I think overcompensating and it just made everything come across even creepier where he was trying yeah. to brag that he'd lived in like Prague and that he'd, he, cause he was a journalist. He had to write a story about the Silk Road where you can mm-hmm. buy drugs mm-hmm. on the black market. And he was like, yeah. So I just became like a heroin addict. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that right now. 
It's like me just trying to act cool on a date. And I'm like, That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I'm, in a different scenario, I would have found that enticing and cool. So I do feel, <laughs> I do feel bad for men. because Yeah, it depends which it, man it was a really heroin addict. It depends on yeah. who's saying yeah. it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, anyway. So by, by the time I'd walked up from dodging the kiss to upstairs, he sent me a message and he was like, okay, I think we both know what's happening here. I don't want to fuck around. Like, you like me, I like Oh my you. God, that's right. It was really intense. You like me, I like yeah. you. And you just physically like jumped into jumped a bush to avoid <laughs> kissing him. And he and I this is the thing I think men don't understand, which is that uh, women listen to a lot of true crime. Yes. <laughs> and ju- jump to like a very negative interpretation if you're overly pushy when it's ninety percent of the time probably not your intention. Um, so then I was getting a bit freaked out because it was nighttime and he knew where I lived and he's a man and he's big and he like whatever. Um, so I just said, Hey, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not really interested. Um, nicer than that one. I think he said that one. <laughs> yeah. Then he would have gotten the point. That's the thing. It's, this, this one at least leaves no room for interpretation. No room for interpretation. I actually yeah. think that's a really good one. Cause mine was yeah. very loosey goosey and trying yeah. to be nice and open-ended. Um, and then he sent the, the next, the, the string of messages after that was hilarious. Cause the first one was. Like you're fucking lost, bitch. And then the next one was That's um, right. the next one was just remembered. I I'd said something really nonchalantly on the the date. Like all of my friends are either women or gay men. Like I don't have very many straight male friends. Mm-hmm. And he messaged me and said, um, just remembered how you said no men want to be friends with you. Not not surprised. <laughs> and then another one, yeah. And then the last one was. Anyway, I got a bit worked up, but just want to let you know, like, I fuck better than I talk. So if you want to have, if you just want to be physical, let me yuck, know. Yuck, yuck, That's illegal. That's when I stopped dating. Yeah. That's when I became asexual. <laughs> That's when I became a lesbian. Called Zach that night. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please. Please take me back. Please take me back. It's fucking dire out here. Um, why are we saying that? Anyway, so he responded horrifically, which is why I think that. You ghost. Yeah, that's why you ghost mm. because it's yeah. Let me get more wine so I'm enjoying myself. Yay! Let's get just let's have a real naughty episode. <laughs> just get fucking unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't finished my work. I honestly write better when I'm drunk. Okay. I really do. I yeah. Make you say as drunk at uni. Okay, have a couple of wines and then just just bang them out. Yeah, because you lose your inhibitions. I think what it is for me is I lose my um. My, my brain is so jumpy all the time. You know how I have the shortest attention span in the mm. world? When I'm drunk, I have to focus. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because, I, because I'm not... Like, I, I like I'm a bit of drunk driver. I was about Over. to say, when you... I, yeah, when, when you drove us home from <laughs> errands that time. And you were like, no, I'm, I'm really good driver when I'm drunk. And I was yeah. like, I was... We had the same amount. And I was like... Against the wall. Yeah. I could barely, like, yeah, just, be a passenger... Chills me out of it. <laughs> Negative review. Girls advocate drunk driving on podcasts. Disgusting. <laughs> Negative review. Girls said they feel sorry for Lily James. Disgusting. Disgusting. Pause. Girls say Dominic West is hot. Foul. I'm so sick of our negative reviews at the moment. It's pissing me off. Oh, same. I actually think, I don't know if we'll put this in, but I'm like, honestly, honestly, you have to put your full name on it if you give a negative review. No, we'd come for them. Yeah, but I'm we like, get them fired I, like that. Okay, I get here every week, my face, my name, 
and I speak on a public platform about my opinions on something and I'm accountable for the opinions that I have, if you want to do the same thing, put your fucking name on it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, I have to put my name on something if I'm going to have my opinions, like, pulled apart on the internet. I know. You should I think, do the I same. think people need to remember that it's opinions. It's our opinions. We're not even saying you guys need to think the same thing. Exactly. That's why I love listening to different podcasts about stuff that I don't think the same as them. I can't even speak when I, about people who have different opinions to me because then you learn stuff. That's the point. Like anyway, you, yeah. You're not gonna <laughs> meet, yeah, but you're never going to meet a person that has the same opinions on you as you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Um, so on the weekend, I watched the trial of the Chicago Seven, which is a new Netflix movie. It is Aaron Sorkin, who's a screenwriter I really like. He did um, like The West Wing and The Social Network and stuff. Mm. And it's a really good cast. So it's Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jeremy Strong, who's Kendall in Succession. Um, I can't remember who else. Mark Rylance, Michael Keaton, heaps of really good people. And it's the true story of these this group of activists in the 60s who protested the Vietnam War outside the DNC. And the basically the, the cops just gave them nowhere to protest. So it erupted into like a riot. So it erupted into like a riot. And they try to charge all these separate people with conspiracy to incite a riot, even though the police obviously just were being God. aggressive fuckheads. Um, and it's really timely, obviously, because it was made before any of this shit that's happened this year happened. But it's all about um, like, yeah the right to protest and all that stuff. Some of it's not great. Like Sasha Baron Cohen's American accent is truly awful, but the, the actual film itself is really good and really fascinating. And Eddie Redmayne plays Tom Hayden, who's this super cool activist who was married to Jane Fonda for like 20 years. I found out afterwards Hmm. and now I'm obsessed with him. I love Jane Fonda so much. Yeah, same. I just, I, I was thinking as I watched it, a man who was this passionate about, things would have just been a sex symbol in the 70s and then it turned out he was married to Jane Fonda when she was at her hottest iconic but yeah it's a really good movie I feel like people should watch it I've already recommended this but everyone should watch Just Murph Just Mercy which is Michael B Jordan's film and it's the one that I was saying is about um he's a law he's a lawyer and he goes to Alabama to um work to try and get people who are on death row off because they've all been sentenced unfairly and unjustly and it's all um super timely to what's happening right now and also michael b jordan is just the hottest guy in the whole world you see how he posted that thirst trap the other day he posted a full um thirst trap for voting and i was like this is the kind of content i want to see on my instagram account this This is a good topic like thirst trap for voting we haven't i wrote an article about that yeah yeah let's talk about it quickly because i feel like that's such an interesting concept i think it's I think I feel like we, are we yeah we can't say it's good when Michael B Jordan does it and say it's shit when Kylie Jenner does it. No, we that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't say that. But yeah. I love it. I, I actually the other day, the reason I wrote the article about it is because I woke up one morning and my friend I went I was like scrolling on Instagram stories and my friend had posted a topless photo of herself. I think she had her hands over her nipples, maybe. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Because she would never post that. Mm-hmm. And then it had a swipe up. So I was like, oh, she started an OnlyFans or something random. And you swipe up and it linked to the New Zealand voting page. And I was like, awesome. yes, bitch. And then the same day, Kylie Jenner posted a bikini photo linking to send people to register to vote. 
And that day, 50,000 people registered to vote through her link. Her link. It's amazing. Which is fucking crazy. 50,000 like, people. people that ignored all of the catastrophe going on in American politics and then saw Kylie Jenner post a selfie and said, all right. I know. <laughs> I'll do it. I think, it, I think it's just making it easy. easy it's like making people, it the easiest yeah. way possible. And then now I'm like, why does every celebrity not do that? Just literally post a photo of themselves or something or a video of themselves with a swipe up. Because people just want that for, that quick link. Yeah, and there was also an element, because I remember Jemima Kirk posted something during Black Lives Matter where it was a really thoughty bikini um, or lingerie lingerie photo, and she was getting some backlash um, in the comments section because it was connected to Black Lives Matter, and people were saying, are you really trying to make this about you looking sexy? But she said that it was literally got to a point where the infographics that people were sharing on Instagram weren't cutting through anymore Mm. because Instagram's algorithm sees repetitive content and drops it in the feeds so she was shaking it up with something that she knew would have high engagement to make sure more people saw the link to this petition yeah heaps of them are doing heaps of people are doing that now like kendrick sampson that guy that i love from insecure who became um a massive uh what's the word massive figure in black lives matter um he now posts a thirst trap photo of himself with a swipe to whatever he's talking about because Mm -hmm. yeah the fucking instagram algorithm hides everything yeah. So shit. It's like if we're going to follow someone, we're following them because we want to see what they're posting. So why are you hiding it? Why yes. are you shadow banning or whatever? The content that we're literally following someone to see. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Um, and I also just think that Instagram, I, f- I find it funny when people get like they're not mad at someone for posting a bikini selfie for the sake of posting a bikini selfie. But when they post it to try and support a cause and people say that's inappropriate and it's like well you don't care if they just do it but yeah you care if yeah you know i just i i think that especially given how fucked up things are at the moment i just think that whichever method <laughs> works yeah exactly should be doing i love um i really i've done a 180 in the past two years that we've had this podcast on um bella hadid mm-hmm. i remember when we started it and i just really didn't see anything interesting about her mm-hmm. and now i really really like her because she's so vocal about important issues and advocates for a lot of causes and she yeah used savage Xfinity to um ask people to vote and yeah michael b jordan i love it when the hot guys do it mm. yeah i think it's awesome here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. On the topic of recommendations, I watched 
Rocks on Netflix, which is this amazing... I saw the trailer for that at the movies and I really wanted to see it. Yeah, so I really wanted to go see it at the movies, Mm. but then because no movies are being made, Netflix bought it from... Bought it and put it on Netflix like two Mm. days after it came out of the movies, Mm. which kind of sucks because... Yeah. Why why would you pay for it then? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But it is really great and based on a bunch of London high school girls... And basically this girl called Rox, she comes home from school one day and her mum has taken off and left a note saying that she's gone away. Um, And so Rox has to look after her little brother and try and take them to school every day, try and not let social services find out that their mum's not there and that they're living alone and all this stuff. And then, but the coolest part about it is that it's these girls who are in the movie aren't actors. It's all a bunch of literal high school mates. Mm -hmm. And so all of the scenes are what they're actually doing. So the director who is a woman called Sarah Gavron, um, she never, never said action or anything. They just kept the cameras rolling. So it's kind of as if it's a documentary, but it's a film. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really cool. And it's really cute. And it's so obvious. You know how it's, you know how it's funny when you watch adults trying to script teenage how kids talk and it never ever is right and with this it's just so spot on you can tell that when they're actually dancing and singing it's all organic and it's just super cute and heartwarming and um amazing and 75 percent of the film crew were women so she said the director was like i think that really helped the girls to feel comfy and Mm -hmm. just to be themselves and to really forget about the cameras being there it's so cute but i fucking stopped paying attention at the end and my flatmate had been like my flatmates came home and they were like you guys you're gonna like cry your eyes out and it just ended and i was like damn it why is my attention- <laughs> i was like why is my fucking intention span so shit this is like when me and izzy watched um <laughs> moulin rouge which i do i do think now in retrospect i've talked to a lot of people who loved moulin rouge when it came out when we were fucking 12 mm. and and now you try to show it to people and everyone thinks it's the shittest thing they've ever seen but I remember that has the saddest ending ever and I was watching it with Izzy and it got to the <laughs> bit where if anyone's seen it the culmination of the ending and I'm like crying my eyes out preemptively and I look up and Izzy's messaging and she's where are you going you're going to Coachella the next day you're like should I pack two pieces of hand luggage or one I was like fuck <laughs> off I like flipped the table <laughs> yeah you're literally on Instagram yeah I do have the world's um, shortest attention span, as anyone who's ever met me knows, as Grace knows, because she'll try and tell me a story on the podcast and realize I that I've stopped feel, paying attention. I can feel her eyes just glazing over halfway through. <laughs> um, okay, New Zealand election, some amazing results in for the gals this weekend. Yeah, we love yes. to see. We love to see it. I had the best. I was... On Saturday morning, woke up and and because initially they always say that like they're like oh you're not going to find out the results for another day and then they're like oh three hours we're going to find out in three hours and so I was furiously refreshing the election and it was kind of obvious Jacinda was going to win um, but she won the so Labour her party got the most votes it's ever gotten in over fifty years which means for the first time in ages it'll be able to govern alone which is kind of uh, I would have preferred for her to have to have have to have had a Greens coalition because Greens mm-hmm. are just a bit more left and obviously way more climate focused. And um, the Green Party MP would have been a, an amazing deputy prime minister, this amazing mm-hmm. woman called Marama Davidson, um, but still amazing for Jacinda. And then Chloe Swarbrick, mm-hmm. our girl who we had on the podcast a couple of months ago, um, won Auckland Central, which is the country's biggest 
kind of i don't know if it's the biggest by landmass but the most important electorate auckland's mm-hmm. our biggest city um and it is famously conservative so it's always it always goes to the national mps with the conservative party and for it to not go to national but to go to greens a young 26 year old greens mp was just fucking mind-blowing it was I never expected it to happen. Like even when we had Chloe on the podcast, and I think she honestly wouldn't even care about me saying this, but we had Chloe on the podcast and we got off the call and I said to Grace, she's so fucking amazing. I wish she had a chance at winning. And mm-hmm. you were like, oh, will she not win? And I was like, absolutely not. And she was getting told to drop out by everyone because everyone was saying that she was splitting the vote mm-hmm. between the left sides. Yeah. Um, and then she fucking won. It's and I think even wild. Jacinda Ardern said, like, that's a highly competitive electorate. Jacinda, the likelihood of you winning it is Jacinda ran for it twice and lost. Yeah. The Prime Minister could yeah. not get that seat. And Chloe got it. And I'm so stoked we talked to her. Same. And the footage of her when she found out is her just going, holy shit. The scream. <laughs> and she, she posted on Instagram and said, I wish I had a more dignified response to this, but this is really what happened. Yeah. She's the fucking coolest. She's the most, if you haven't listened to that, even if you have listened to it, listen to it again. I actually re-listen to that conversation sometimes. She made me want to be a politician. Mm. She made me go out and talk to groups of my friends and have us all be like, why the fuck aren't we wanting to be politicians? Because she just is the coolest yeah i'm so stoked we talked to her like she will be if she the thing is it's like everyone's saying she's the future prime minister but it will be very hard for her to be prime minister if she stays in the green party because the green party would never get enough seats to be in power Mm -hmm. but she has obviously prime minister potential she's so fucking cool it's also a really good sign for the upcoming u.s election that the um i know you can't like transfer data in this way but it's a good sign that New Zealand responded extremely well to someone who handled coronavirus effectively. Yes. Because it makes me think it'll be a very big factor at the US election and hopefully Trump will get trounced. I don't think we've even talked about this on the podcast and this might be a bit niche because it's very New Zealand. But (laughs) the woman who was going up against Jacinda. Judith Collins. Judith Collins. Zach sent me her. um, He was lining up to get coffee and I was outside and he sent me the tweet of her. Uh, what's it called? Speech when you acknowledge you've lost her defeat speech. Oh, really? I didn't even watch that. We're both that. watching it. We're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you guys watched it. Mm-hmm. Little Aussies. Um, but she, the funniest thing that happened during um, like her going up against Jacinda was her husband, Samoan, and um, someone had asked her a question and she looks at the camera and she was like, oh, I actually understand. My husband's Samoan, so... Talofa. And it's just so embarrassing. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. Yeah. I understand, actually. My husband is Samoan. uh, So Talofa. So Talofa, which means hello. It's like fucking hell. And then all these Uh, memes were going around when she lost of her, just like a speech bubble. And it's like me, like randomly bursting into a Syrian on the street. (laughs) Us being like, Grace's boyfriend is a Syrian. So Jade. And so we're going to sign off with Jare. <laughs> there were all these memes going around of um, uh, her just going, Kefir, like, which means <laughs> fuck in Samoan when she lost. God, it was Aww, funny. Judith. Yeah. Goodbye. Talofa and goodbye. Talofa and goodbye to Judith. Happy <laughs> stoked for... Also, one time me. she said that she's... Um, she said she's... What did she say? It wasn't like, I'm a race as well. Oh, she said, I'm a person of colour as well. The colour white. She said that. Aww, Judith. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> she just, and that's why they put her about? in power. Because they were like, she's the most 
They were just testing White to see if that worked. Yes, yeah. Just seeing if it'll giving it a go. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so stoked for Chloe. Cannot deal. Also so stoked for Jacinda, even though that was going to happen. Oh, I actually watched a really good um, TikTok on Instagram um, today about why white pride isn't a thing. And I feel like we put it in because mm-hmm. people might be confused. I knew this question was coming and I waited until someone asked it nicely to respond. So no, there's no such thing as white pride, in part because there is no white culture. You can have pride based on your ethnicity, like Scottish, German, Irish. You can even have regional pride, like Southern pride. These things usually apply to your cultural identity, like how you grew up, etc. And I had some people argue, well, other colors have pride, and no, they don't. Chicano, Latino pride, Asian pride, those are not colors. The one exception is black pride. And that's because they've had a unique experience no one else has. Black Americans were robbed of their culture. They don't know where they come from. Two black Americans meet. They could have come from warring African tribes. They don't know. What they do know is their American experience was similar. In other words, the thing that connects them is the color of their skin and how society has treated them as a result. You also have to consider where the terms white pride and black pride originate. White pride was coined by white supremacists. Black pride is from the black power and civil rights movement. So one represents superiority and hate and the other a fight for equality. Also, did you know that just, you know that Jacinda used to be a DJ, eh? I've seen the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> was it actually her job? No, she just did it for fun. Yeah, cute. Which is so cute. Um, on to... We've actually ruined all chances of us ever running for political office with this podcast. Like, just oh. single-handedly the things that could be pulled out. A hundred percent. Career ruining. But this is why, like, this is the thing with Chloe. This is why interesting, passionate people don't run for politics. Because people that have lived a interesting experience, like... An interesting, fruitful life, a lot ourselves. <laughs> There's pictures of them like trashed out, like coked out on a couch or yeah. with a bong or something. You know what I mean? And then they just can't run, which is ridiculous. So then you get extremely boring, stale, vanilla, or even with no just life like experience. Even just like Meghan Markle marrying into the royal family and then her scat family coming out and trying to ruin her life. That would happen to me. Oh, yeah. My fucking dad, who I haven't talked to since I was like 12, come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Thomas Markle. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, or they were like, oh, they gave out pot at her wedding. I was like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. who cares? Yeah. Idiots. Um, so Billie Eilish this week, Izzy, you wrote a story about mm-hmm. her and people talking about her body on the internet, which is gross and weird because she's an actual fucking teenager. Yeah, she literally wore a singlet out in LA. She was wearing a singlet and shorts. Someone, paparazzi, took a photo. It went viral on the internet with people saying, fat shaming her, calling, like, saying stuff about her boobs, saying stuff about her stomach, saying stuff about her skin. And she's an 18-year-old girl. And there's old men and, I don't know, women, everyone, going nuts on Twitter about her body. I was like, are we fucking this is in like, 1911? This is so gross to say, but... It reminds me of when I can't remember if we talked about this in the podcast. When she turned eighteen, I think Billie Eilish was like the most searched term on Red Tube or something. Like a what's porn, that? Oh like my a porn god! Site the day after her eighteenth birthday. Yuck! That's because they hire porn stars to be like lookalikes for teenagers. That's so disgusting. Reportedly, I don't know. God, that's so foul. <laughs> I've been looking, but yeah, it's gross. Who, who have you been looking for? <laughs> like her name is <laughs> <laughs> Harry. No. Me, I'm never searching Harry Styles Harry on the Tube home. <laughs> No, I um I I just remember reading a story about that, but um 
Yeah, people are gross. We have a. I'm not going to get too deep into it. We live in a very like pedophilic culture. Yeah, hundred percent. But she, yeah, walked outside in a singlet. It went. The world went nuts. So she posted a TikTok, basically being like, "Normalize women's bodies." Y'all gotta start normalizing real bodies, okay? Not everybody has a wagon behind them, okay? Guts are normal. They're normal. Boobs sag. Especially after breastfeeding. Instagram isn't real. And then it had me... I was writing a story about it and I was looking back because I remember she did this Miami concert at the start of this year where she had that whole video montage of her speaking being like, would you like me to be smaller, weaker, softer, taller? Would you like me to be quiet? Do my shoulders provoke you? Does my chest... Is my stomach, my hips, the body I was born with? Is it not what you wanted? All this stuff. And then she also spoke to Vogue Australia. When they did that really fucking cool cover with her. Mm. Um, and she said that the reason she wears the baggy oversized clothing that she's known for is literally because so that people don't sexualize her. I was like, that's so fucking unfair. Mm. You wear baggy clothing all the time because you're worried that men are going to be gross and disgusting about your boobs. And so you don't feel comfortable. Because I've, I've already said that before to you. Like, that's why I've always worn, you know, how I will never wear, like, tight clothing. Mm. Because it's just yuck. Like, you, ha- I hate seeing men look at me like, on the street. Like, you on the street. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, I mean, I've always thought that was very cool about Billie Eilish because it is... Here's an unpopular opinion, um, but it's like female pop stars are so sexualized now. Yeah. I remember being at the gym once and watching um, the Ariana Grande like side to side video, and this will make me sound like an old hag, but I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, she's just obviously this is well within her rights or whatever, but th- there would be pressure about how to be presented mm-hmm. from recording labels. It's hyper, 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 hyper sexualized. Like, it's like soft porn. There's well, like yeah, it has nods. been forever. Like, Britney Spears. Britney Spears her, forever. How old was she when she was doing Hit Me Baby One More Time? And, and this she just high turned school... 18 and they wrote no, the song I, when she, she was... No, she wasn't even 18. I reckon she was 16. And they wrote the song when she was 15 and they were literally just keeping it in the fucking bank until she was officially like 16, old yeah. enough. And she's in a high school uniform. It's porny. It's intentionally, yeah. like, soft porn. I was just reading a book called... Um, Female Chauvinist Pigs by Ariel Levy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and it was about it was about this like raunch culture in the noughties with Paris Hilton and Playboy and um, what heaps of girls gone wild like all that stuff, exposed thongs, the Playboy necklace. I wanted all that shit when I was like twelve. Oh, who did not have Playboy? Merch. Playboy I, merch, Playboy necklace, Playboy yeah. phone case, Playboy earrings. Yeah, Playboy earrings. My I friend asked, stole one of my Playboy earrings. Oh, I there was always a girl that bitch. stole. Um and I remember asking my dad for a Nokia that brick Nokia phone. For mm-hmm. a phone case that had sixty nine on it. I was literally eleven and he was like, No. <laughs> and I was like, Why? Why can't I have it? And he was he just yelled at me in the shop, which he never does. Yeah. Um and they she said in this book, she said, you know, these stores were full of thongs g-string thongs with tweety bird on them and mickey mouse on them and stuff and i was like i literally remember that Mm -hmm. i remember my mum not letting me buy g-strings that were being marketed to my age group it's so yuck we have a we've sexualized female pop stars this insane disgusting degree and the girls themselves are not responsible for it (laughs) like i'm not me saying that about ariana grande is not me having shitting on ariana grande it's a culture where that's the only way that she is successful um 
conservative views. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> slut shames Ariana Grande. Um, but it's like, um, yeah, so I, I, I've always thought it was really cool that Billie Eilish has obviously very intentionally eschewed that. Yeah, but it's said, fucking I'm annoying that she yeah. has to do it because of men. Like, it's like not even that yeah. she's dressing how she wants to dress. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, she'd, prob- know, she'd yeah. probably rather dress... I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming she'd probably rather dress like... She probably feels more comfortable dressing like this than dressing sexually. But it's like, maybe she feels more comfortable dressing like this than sexually because of fucking disgusting people. Like, I would dress differently if it wasn't for men. I feel like everyone would. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've said before about this time I wore, like, a tiny little short skirt to work. And I, I felt... <laughs> felt like threatened yeah everywhere i went it was this horrible experience and i was like back to the slouchy suits again <laughs> so i was like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but also it's just wild that she's a teenager and we are slut shaming her and anorexia has the highest mortality rate of any mental health disorder not only is billy eilish seeing this as a 18-year-old impressionable young woman, mm. being anyone telling you that your body looks bad, anyone, if I had one person tell me that my body looks bad, I would not forget about it. Mm-hmm. Imagine thousands. Mm-hmm. It's so wild. Um, and then also the fact that a bazillion of her fans are seeing it as well. Yeah. Yeah, who are all very young. Yeah. And then even in the same week as that, Rebel Wilson has been um, accused of, like, failing to... Um, ignore pressures to lose weight because she's lost weight so it's like even if you lose weight if you lose weight you're you get shit on and if you gain weight you get shit on yeah it's like all considered up for public discussion yeah which is such a mess (sighs) i don't know what the answer is i really don't the answer is for people to stop fucking talking about people's bodies i know but i'm like we're doing it now so we're part of the problem but we're part of the problem because we're calling out the problem (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know so the last thing I wanted to talk about this week was Audrey Gelman's The Wing, long time coming, The Wing apology tour, um, which culminated in a... So open... she's the former CEO. She started The Wing. Former CEO of The Wing. Which is a women's only workspace that came under fire during Black Lives Matter for being racist and having um, treating their black and BIPOC and LGBTQ staff horribly when they had marketed themselves as being this feminist utopia. And we were both members of the London one. And we thought we were buying into the fact that it was an amazing, inclusive feminist uh, forward thinking workspace. Yes. So I think the biggest, there's been obviously a lot of these Instagram notes, apologies in the last few months and they've all been from that like original generation of girl bosses <laughs> so it's sophia maruso leandra leandra medine emily vice i think has had to mm. uh yale afalo from um reformation i'm struggling to think of someone else but there's been yeah the outdoor voices CEO. yeah that woman um so this is the latest one i would i would say this is the the worst one yes. <laughs> most embarrassing one um because basically so flew the coop was a instagram account that came about which was former staff members of the wing sharing their their stories and some were truly horrific like sexual harassment and other horrendous things um and they had these tiles that said i was a former xx at 
the wing and I've flown the coop and all of this stuff about people finally blowing the whistle and speaking out. And then Audrey Gelman tried to put one in her apology. It's so, so, so I am the friendly. former CEO of the wing and I support flew the coop. It's like, no, no get out of here. You. And she put the, we, I died when I saw that. I think we were we together or do we just DM it to each other straight away? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, her apology was just, and even the wing did like a big, um, they did a big thing the next day being like, Audrey Gelman's no longer at the wing and we appreciate her apology. And like, this is the stuff we've been working on, but it's just so wishwashy. Like I was looking at all of the comments and the comments were just like, if you're going to apologize, you need to acknowledge what you've actually done. Don't just say some stuff happened. And it's also the apology. So we are strong believers that like you don't punish someone forever and that if someone makes mistakes that you want progress and that you don't want them to just be punished and punished and punished and punished until they fucking die. Like we believe in forgiveness and progress. But I think that this apology is so funny because it's obviously just pandering to what Instagram commenters want because it's not actually saying anything of substance. So she says... I chose to create a business model that was a continuation and not a radical reimagination of the service industry. I sought to gain personal financial success, stature, and the self-worth associated with scaling a startup so fast and so well. So just a quick caveat, the wing became like a billion dollar evaluated company and Audrey Goldman was on the cover of Fortune magazine. Back to the quote. I also sought to prove it was possible for young women to be just as successful in blitz scaling a business as men and to inspire other women to do the same. Unfortunately, this came at the expense of a healthy and sustainable culture that matched our projected values and workplace practices that made our team feel valued and respected. We have not subverted the historical oppression and racist roots of the hospitality industry. We dressed it up in a kinder, gentler version. So no wonder our employees experience the same indignities you would expect at a restaurant, cafe or country club, which I think is an interesting thing to suggest that the hospitality industry is like inherently racist. It's like passing the buck a bit to just yeah, be like, yeah, oh, yeah. I just didn't change it enough, but it's just the way things are. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, there's lots of no. restaurants that don't exploit their employees. And what's annoying about it is that from reading a bunch of comments um, over the past few months that this has been happening because we obviously were quite invested because we were members and we literally even being inside there thought it was really inclusive and hot. Like you walked Mm. in there and it was the most calming, serene place to be. Mm. One of the most inclusive spaces I've been at in London. Really community-minded. Everyone was super lovely. Um... So we've been really invested in seeing what was actually going on behind the scenes. But it's it frustrates me that she says something like that when it's like, okay, it's so simple. If she just hired a black woman to be in a top position to listen to, that wouldn't have ha- that wouldn't have happened. Yes. And I also think it just it comes back to there's a reason why Jeff Bezos and Susan Wojcicki, who's the YouTube CEO, there's a reason they don't have Instagram accounts where they're trying to curate personas as likable, relatable, um, hmm. approachable people. Because if, you're, if your goal is to make a billion dollars, your business is going to exploit people. That's literally how capitalism works, <laughs> to sound like a, a crazy socialist. But I'm, I, I just... I think the biggest mistake that feminists are making right now is uh, is aligning being a good feminist with behaving like male capitalists. 
But that that's you know it. what I that's mean. Why, like that's... if you're pursuing wealth at all costs, it doesn't matter if you're a white man or a white woman. Or yeah, that's the thing. That's why all of these women rise to power is because they're just literally embodying white men. That's why the white men let them get so far. Because yeah, just like, okay, cool, you're being the same same shit as me. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Like, Amazing. I, don't care. I literally don't care if you're a man or a woman. Like I care. It's this funny thing where now this feminist reckoning is happening where all of these women are all being like quote unquote canceled. And it's literally because they've tried to present themselves as morally good pro feminist, amazing, powerful, yes, queen women. While they're also trying to build a multi-billion dollar brand. But it does, it does suck that you can't have both. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's actually kind of both because the thing with the wing that this is, why it's such an interesting thing to talk about because I honestly think I think Audrey Audrey herself I think is just a woman who literally didn't realize what was going on and probably didn't care enough and probably didn't try enough and probably yeah. was just stoked with what was happening and I don't her I'm engagement not... would have been purely on the financial side of it yeah, and yeah. she did it really well like she yeah. wouldn't have even thought about staff members and how they were treated yeah which is fucked but <laughs> it's shit with the wing because it's like the idea is so amazing and it just fucking sucks that it wasn't executed properly. But yeah, but this is, I'm, I'm not saying that like no one can create a positive female business. I'm just trying to say that we, we say to women, the way that you're a feminist icon is by behaving in this ruthless, financially motivated um, mold that men have embodied. Mm. And then we punish them for not also being kind, gentle, sweet, engaged. That's what we were saying people. about working in magazines and working mm. under women and mm-hmm. how so often the women we worked under, it was the worst experiences we've ever had. And it fucking sucks. But it's like just a couple of generations ago, women weren't even allowed to work. So yeah. they've had to embody that to get in to get a seat at the fucking table. They've had to act like men. And then suddenly it's this every dog eat dog world. There's not enough room for all of us because there wasn't enough room for all of us. And especially minorities, like women who are not white women, it's even fucking harder to get anywhere near the door. So of course it's going to make you crazy. And then, yeah. And it's also like, we, ex- we expect women to be nice. I think, <laughs> Yeah. I think when female we feel, we feel we're like, oh. Yeah, we feel disappointed because we, it's a, why is Lily James's Instagram being filled with fucking heinous comments from other women? It's because women expect a type of sisterhood that is impossible to it actually exist in real life because you can't you can't be motivated by money or power or success or ambition or sex or romance and then also look out for every other woman in the world. Like that's <laughs> impossible. So you gotta pick one or the other. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it's just yeah. unrealistic. It's setting up an unrealistic standard that every single female boss is going to be a really lovely person to you because they can't do their job effectively then. Mm. Yeah, I found it really hard managing people because yeah. I was like, I want to be nice to this person. I want them to like me. Yeah, I want, I want them, them to, to like, like me. me. I want them to think I'm nice. Mm. I want them to think I'm a good person. Yeah. I hate that about about how we've been conditioned so much. Like, even having just a simple conversation with, like, my housemate about COVID rules. I was nervous and weird and didn't want to bring it up because I was like, oh, I just, I just don't want to have an awkward conversation. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, I had confrontation myself. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of m- more women than men do. Yeah, hundred percent. But we're also we sanctify quote unquote good women. 
Yeah. You know? And so we don't want to break that because we, you, being a good person is like a fucking pointless exercise because it's boring. Like, nice people are boring. <laughs> what? You know, like people who are concerned with being nice and being liked and being a I'm good person. I'm concerned with being nice and being liked and being a good person. People who, you can tell when you meet people, I used to be like this, like your pure concern is that people just like you and think you're nice. You're bland because you're like hiding all these interesting, complicated parts of yourself. You're just like shunting them away because you just want people to like you. Mm. And it's not genuine because yeah. people aren't good or bad. They're just people. <laughs> I've met one girl who's the nicest person in the whole world. And her name is Grace O'Neill. And it's definitely not you. Um, she And she means it. Mm. I'll introduce you to her. You would never know it. And all anyone describes her as is nice, which makes you feel like when you meet her, she's going to be bland and boring. And she's not at all. But she's the nicest human being you'll ever meet. It's, okay. it's very surprising. Okay. It's possible. I know it's possible. I'm just, I, I'm not saying like it's not a good thing to aspire to be nice. I'm just saying like, like Audrey Gelman's obviously, that whole apology is her being invested in people still thinking she's a nice person. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it doesn't work. Yeah. Because she's not being like, all right, boys, we fucked up. We're doing this. We're blah, 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 blah. Like just completely outcomes based. She's doing a PR exercise to try and recuperate her own image. The tile. The old tile. Long live the tile. It's not about helping people. And I'm that's what I mean. I'm like, if you actually were a fantastic person, you wouldn't give a shit about what people thought of you and you'd just be focused on getting the stuff sorted. Yeah, I'm just looking at Flew the Coop and they're asking all about the Wings response. They must have already done a thing about Audrey's because it's not on their stories anymore, but heaps of people are just saying not transparent, doesn't share any action steps or info on who's currently employed. It just feels like maybe the era for this kind of thing has ended. How can there be diversity when the price of admission admission is only for people of privilege? Okay. Shall we? Yes. Done? <laughs> what? Done? Are you fucking done? Psycho. Are you fucking done with your rant? Telling everyone that no one can be nice? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that caring about people thinking you're nice comes at the expense of actually being nice. That's what I'm trying to say. Cheers. <laughs> See you all on Saturday. See you on Saturday. Bye. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.